Job chapter 40. Moreover, Yahweh answered Job, Shall he who argues contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Then Job answered Yahweh, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. Then Yahweh answered Job out of the whirlwind. Now brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you will answer me. Will you ever annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God? Can you thunder with a voice like him? Now deck yourself with excellency and dignity. Array yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the fury of your anger. Look at everyone who is proud and bring him low. Look at everyone who is proud and humble him. Crush the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust forever. Sorry. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in the hidden place. Then I will also admit to you that your own right hand can save you. Now see Behemoth, which I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Look now, his strength is in his thighs. His force is in the muscles of his belly. He moves his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are like tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is chief of the ways of God. He who made him, he who made him gives him his sword. Surely the mountains produce food for him, where all the animals of the field play. He lies under the lotus trees, in the covert of the reed and the marsh. The lotuses cover him with their shade. The willows of the brook surround him. Behold, if a river overflows, he doesn't tremble. He is confident, though the Jordan swells even to his mouth. Shall any take him when, when he is on the watch, or pierce through his nose with a snare? I'd just uh, like to say a few words before David gives his commentary. Um, here we here see a description of an animal called behemoth, and the description matches with great accuracy what we know about dinosaurs. And here it's clear that dinosaurs were known in Job's day, which gives us uh, much reason to think that the earth isn't millions of years old as, as uh, commonly thought. And um, dinosaurs are recorded in many places in history. Uh, some are recorded uh, in uh, stories of dragons. But it's clear the Bible is showing us that um, dinosaurs were alive at the same time as man was alive. And um, it gives us much to think about. Uh, what lies are portrayed under the guise of uh, science.
These are the comments for Job 40, and the theophany continues. This is the appearance of God in the book of Job, and this is the third chapter of his speech. And uh, I have a feeling, I haven't consulted with Noel, but I have a feeling, you know, Noel Patton, our dear brother that's just been reading for us all the way through the book of Job, I have a feeling that he has commented on the behemoth. Am I right? <laughs> in this chapter, um, the Lord mentions this animal, or this creature called the behemoth, and it's probably a huge dinosaur, or like a Brachiosaurus or something. And uh, Noel would no doubt know more about it than me. Um, but there was this, you know, creature that lived in the past that there's no modern equivalent for it. And I, I completely believe it must have been a dinosaur of some type. No doubt there, were, it was, a, there was a little version of it taken on the ark that came off. And um, so God uses this behemoth to ask Job further questions. And the whole of God's speech to Job is just questions. He's not giving answers. But by asking the questions, the answers come. See, like in the last chapter, God was asking Job all these questions about animals. But the implication of it came through that God cares for all these animals. He's on top of all the details. The answer that comes without you knowing it is that God cares for you too. So God saying to Job, I care for you. But he never said it, but he said it so strongly through all the questions that are being asked. Now in Job chapter 40, there's another question being asked. <laughs> it's being asked in various ways. But God's basically saying to Job, do you think you could do a better job of running this universe than me? <laughs> and um, there was a hilarious, um, oh, I'm not going to go there, but there was a movie once where, where God basically gave someone the job of being God and they did a terrible job of it. And um, I'm not recommending the movie because it's, it's, it's not good to recommend movies and I'm not a great movie watcher anyway. But there's generally always one or two things in movies that are not recommendable. But if any of us took on the job of being God, could we do as good a job of it as God himself does? No way. <laughs> and so in this chapter, God discusses things like the behemoth, this great creature that he has made. And he's essentially saying to Job, could you do a better job than me? And the obvious answer is no. And um, I, in my life, I've heard someone blame God when their little baby died. And it was, it's very sad, you know, when you lose a little child. My wife and I, we lost a child before it was born, which was very sad. It was very sad for my wife at the time. The sadness didn't hit me till later, and then I was very sad too. And so we didn't blame God, but it, it was difficult. And so, you know, I heard this one lady once blaming God, saying, why did he take my baby? Another time I was reading online on the internet and I heard someone who had written and they said, why didn't God just kill Hitler when he was a baby? You know, Hitler, the terrible leader of Germany in the, in the 1930s and 40s who killed millions of people. You know, wouldn't it have made sense if God had killed him when he was just a little child before he could have done any of that? And when I read that thing that was written about Hitler, I thought to myself, oh, God is so wise. Here we've got a person whose little baby died and they don't know why, who knows if they were going to be the next Hitler? Um, or who knows if they were going to go to hell and have a terrible life, but the Lord took them early and spared them while they were still in their innocence? Who knows? We don't know. But then the Lord didn't take Hitler, and he caused all this pain and chaos. 
But then great good has come out of that now in hindsight. In the end, everyone can accuse God of things, but in the end, God's wisdom is shown true in time. So I realised that, that God can never satisfy all of the people because we have limited minds, limited brains. We're plagued with selfishness. We only see things our way. But God can indeed be trusted and no one can do a better job of running the universe than him. Lord, I thank you for your sovereign wisdom in running all things. I thank you, Lord, also for the creation of the behemoth who we never have seen with our eyes. But Lord, I thank you that you put things on the earth that are wonderful. And Lord, I pray that all people would have their eyes open to know you more and more. In Jesus' name, amen.